Hello, and welcome back to Catching Up David. Tonight is episode 50, Shoplifters. Hello, Kristen. Hi, David. Hi, Hallie. Hello, David. And hello, listeners. Shoplifters is a 2018 Japanese drama film. It was written, directed, and edited by Hirokazu Koreeda, and it stars Lily Frankie, Sakura Ando, Mayu Matsuoko, Kairi Joe, Miyu Sasaki, and Kirin Kiki. Lily Frankie, who plays the dad, we'll call him the dad, quote unquote, and uh, Kirin Kiki, the grandma, have often worked with the director before and were in one of his previous movies together too, which I thought was kind of nice. He's uh, he's one of those directors that like has a small group of people that he likes going back to all the time. Like Tim Burton with Johnny Depp and Helena Bonham Carter pre-divorce. Yes. Yeah. Just like that. Just like that. Yeah. The film was popular with audiences in Japan, becoming the fourth highest grossing film of the year there domestically, as well as the second highest grossing live action film of the year in Japan, which I assume they have a lot of animated films there that do pretty well because there's so much anime yeah in the u.s and canada it made like three million bucks because no one's ever heard of it (laughs) um shoplifters was popular with critics making numerous top 10 film of the year lists and of course it won the palme d'or grand prize at the Cannes film festival the best international film at the munich film festival and was japan's nominee for best foreign language film at the oscars which it didn't win but (laughs) Okay, but the Oscars are hack anyway. Yeah. It won, it, it lost out to Roma from Mexico, which I've heard is like also super great. So maybe it was just a stacked field. Who knows? Maybe. In case you haven't seen it yet, Shoplifters follows a working class family of sorts in a poor neighborhood on the outskirts of Tokyo. They live in the apartment of their grandmother figure who gets money from her deceased husband's pension and the father figure, Osamu, which I don't think he's actually ever named in the film, but that's his name. It's a Osamu. <laughs> Teaches his son, question mark, Shota, how to shoplift as they try to make ends meet. While out on a cold night, they find a young girl, Juri, left outside all by herself, and they take her back to the apartment to feed her and take care of her for the night. But when they try to return her to her home, Osamu and his wife, question mark, Nobuyu, no, that's not how you say that, Nobuyo, <laughs> Overhear her parents say how they never wanted the little girl, and they decide to keep her and raise her themselves, showing her the love she never got from her real family. A rubber octopus, some beach corn, and a fireworks show in the rain, shoplifters. I was really excited about all the food in the movie, and the beach corn looked especially good. I do not remember beach corn at all. They made corn and they brought it to the beach. Yeah, Nobuyo was eating some sort of corn thing. I had corn for dinner. That's a sign. Of what? Yes. (laughs) Of course. Um, So so this time, instead of a personality quiz, which I assumed there wasn't going to be one, so I didn't look, um, though there might be, um, let us know in the comments. Um, We decided to do a brief segment on some of our favorite movies so far on the podcast, since episode 50 is, it's kind of a milestone. We're, yeah. And we're coming up to two years of doing Catching Up David. So we want to do a little bit of a retrospective first before jumping into the shoplifters. So I asked Hallie and Kristen for about three to five movies each. And my list is 
three with a couple honorable mentions. So like five. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> um, so who wants to go first? Hallie does. Hallie does. Yeah, I'll go first. My five favorite movies that we have watched in no particular order because they didn't rank them okay. within my list. I just chose the ones that I most enjoy slash enjoy writing. What enjoyed watching? I don't know what that was. Uh, my list is Legally Blonde, Into the Spider Verse, The Iron Giant, Titanic, and Little Women. All right. Is there one that particularly grabs you right at the moment? Titanic. But that could just be yeah. spite. <laughs> like, it could be on there largely because of spite. But I really like Titanic for no, some I, reason. I know. <laughs> I, I mean, I know that you know. That's just the only reason. I mean, it's I like it and spite. That's why it's there. Great. That's why it's my. That's why it's my number one. You just said that was no particular order. Oh, he well, then he asked it was what was my number one. Listen, I'm tired. So leave me be. No. Anyway, What's your list my like? list, also in no particular order, is National Treasure, Ocean's Eleven, Pride and Prejudice, Little Women, and Into the Spider-Verse. So, fun ones. Go. Yeah, I didn't see that coming, did you? Although, I debated that for a while, and I almost put Legally Blonde instead. And honestly, this moment right now, Kristen, would probably legally blonde yeah it's hard because like my my i'm very mercurial and my tendencies for most things will change with the seasons and with the wind Mm -hmm. so this is like a right now list could change in a couple weeks yeah i made this last week and the ones i'm gonna i'm gonna stand by firmly are national treasure pride and prejudice and little women and i love oceans 11 but i'm like is that the vibe i'm in right now I don't know. Same with Spider-Verse. I also really enjoyed Scream, which I know David said was like a 6, and we said it was like an 8.7 or something, and it kept going higher. But there have been a lot of fun ones. There have. Lots of fun ones along the way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What about you, David? What have you enjoyed us forcing you to watch the most? All right. Honorable mention number one, The Iron Giant. Woo-hoo. I really loved like the animation stuff. I wrote a little bit about each of them, so I'm gonna. I wow, asked you if I had to, and you said no. I said no because you didn't have to, but I did. Um, I really loved the animation style a lot, and there were a whole bunch of scenes from the movie that have really stuck with me since we watched it, like the giant being electrocuted at the power plant, and the way that he'll sometimes like come out of the distance, and you'll just see his two eyes glowing. Yeah, plus like all the the red scare stuff in the movie, it really made it kind of an exciting animated period piece that I was into. I really liked it. Alright. Honorable mention number two. Detective Pikachu. Woo! This was originally in my top three because I really (laughs) love the Pokemon. (laughs) And I like the way that they interact with the humans and with Rhyme City and the way that Rhyme City has incorporated all the weird monsters into their daily lives. And like, it really gets all of the background world building stuff like, really perfect. Down to the people wearing the Pikachu and Squirtle costumes in the parade at the end where they're carrying the giant Pokemon floats. Did it not make your official list because we didn't get to see them work a smoothie shop? I That definitely would have added a little bit. Pushed it. Pushed it Pushed it up. I don't know if it would have pushed it up over number three, Little Women. I knew it was going to be on our list. This wasn't <laughs> the one I wrote okay. down, though, but I knew it. Yeah, I love the cast. I love the acting. I love Joe Marge. <laughs> I want... I want to date Joe Marsh. <laughs> if only she would come running to me through the rain. 
Joe March doesn't want to date anybody. She barely no. wants to date that French guy. Yeah. Yeah. Joe March. Joe March. Number two. <laughs> it's Into the Spider-Verse. I don't know. This was like everything a superhero movie could be. Like you get the action and the superhero stuff, the superpowers stuff, and there's even some fighting. But it's really about real human people who are like warm and conflicted and funny and sad and like coping with change whether it's like teenage boy change like miles morales or lifey depression stuff like peter b parker but like in a fun way (laughs) (laughs) it's like a humanist character focused movie and the fact that everyone in it is a superhero is almost secondary wait don't say your number one i want to try to guess what it is so i'm looking at the thing now okay We'll take a brief pause. Brief pause. Four, I bet it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Three, two... I'm not... I'm the only at episode 25. Leave me be. Okay. All right. Give me a moment. So this will be the dramatic pause before episode moment. number one, which I felt like should be... I don't know. I, I didn't think it was a particularly surprising choice for my number one. And yet... And yet... And yet... I don't know. Juno? No. I bet it was the hangover. <laughs> Surprise! Surprise! It's, it's really the grown hangover. on me. Yeah. What is it? Parasite. I didn't oh. see that on our list. No, it's on our list. Yeah. Not like I know we watched <laughs> it, but like scrolling through just now, I do not remember seeing that one. I guess that I guess does make sense. That that tracks. Yeah. Like that I liked the weird, sometimes creepy movie in translation about <laughs> small-time grifters and class dynamics <laughs> <laughs> really though i think it's i think it's actually like one of the best movies that i've ever seen and it, it just has so much heart and humor and tension and curveballs but not mm-hmm. like not like haha i got you it's a curveball gotcha. but it was like you know there were a lot of things that i loved the structure of it and the way that the family gets everything they want just as things like take a strange turn and upends everything and the last scene with the flickering light is just it's such a killer it's so good i really i really like parasite that's my number one legally legally blonde would have probably been my third honorable mention i was trying to figure out how to get it on there but i needed detective pikachu that's fair i respect that um Lego Movie, also an honorable mention, that almost upended Iron Giant, but it didn't. Hmm. Lego Movie's better than Iron Giant. We had a lot of overlap. Yes, we did. All three of us. Yeah, of course you guys, Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse! That's the one we've all said that we liked. It's on your list, too! I've said that I've liked Spider-Verse like every episode (laughs) since we watched it. You've been like, this is no Spider-Verse. Yeah. Um, I didn't say it was going to be a big shock. I just said that I knew a movie that would be on both of your lists. There you go. Spider-verse. And I was right. You were right. You don't need to punish the napkin. I hope the mic got that way. Hold on. There, there might be a tiny spike as Kristen yes. slammed the napkin down on the table. Okay. So, <laughs> it's been confiscated. So, um, seeing it for the first time, this was your first time. So, I don't get a go on this one. You don't. Kristen, how did you feel about shoplifters? You know, at, well, one, it makes sense, unlike Holy Motors. There's actually, <laughs> like, 
I can understand people's motivations and why they do what they do, and there's Point like a cohesive plot. So yeah. the basic things you ask for, <laughs> it gets those. And you know, about not quite halfway through, but at some point I was like, you know, this is a little bit endearing. I'm enjoying it more than I thought I would because it's kind of like a found family. I still was never really clear about how everyone came to be. But it became gradually more apparent that it was not your conventional nuclear family and how that all works, typically, quote unquote. But then it just got sad. And (laughs) I was like, wow, this sucks on a multitude of levels. So that's that. So it was going up. It It still wasn't my jam, but I was like, I can, I can... I guess be fine with this as I'm watching and then it just kind of tanked and I get that not everything has a happy ending but I did not like this ending because I wanted it to be happier (laughs) and I just I don't know what did I I think I gave Holy Motors like a four this one maybe gets six if I'm feeling nice five and a half if I'm just like being me Okay, so like a five and a half. Or you could average that and have it be like a 5.75. Go nuts. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Hallie? My biggest takeaway was also, wow, what a bummer. And then I thought, this is a movie David would like. <laughs> and then when you said Parasite was your favorite of the ones that you'd watched, I was like, oh, duh. <laughs> when you just watched Shoplifters, this makes so much sense. I, I definitely like shoplifters more than Holy Motors for the same reasons as Kristen. I think it was a really good movie, but I'm still sorting out my feelings about it because it had everything I liked, which was like weird character dynamics. And the whole movie was really just one giant slice of life thing. But I also at one point paused it to run to the bathroom and was like, I've only watched 15 minutes. <laughs> so like that happened a lot where I was like, nothing has happened in this movie. Nothing happens in the movie. <laughs> nothing really happens, which is again, fine because I really, like, I really like quiet domestic movies. So it was just like a really weird mix of this, these are things that I like and I can acknowledge this is objectively really good. But then where I was also like, oh, this is like how I love 90-minute films, but we'll defend Titanic and like Lord of the Rings. This is one of those that fits into a niche, but then doesn't fit into a niche for me at the same time. But I really, I really liked how they told the story of how everybody related to each other. I think I get most of the I think I get most of the relationships. Not sure I get the con about living at grandma's house. Yeah, that was one that I had a little bit of trouble with the first time through, but watching it again last night, it, it definitely clicks. There's a lot of things, it's definitely a movie that rewards rewatching because I there would, are a, yeah. a lot of things that you just totally miss the first time through. Like, for instance, I made a whole list of these things. Please actually. enlighten me, because I also, I, I kept forgetting that there were subtitles, and so, because it's not quite my jam, I was trying to pay attention, and then I get distracted by something but because I'm not looking at the screen, I don't know what they're saying. And then I'd be like, ah, I forgot I have to read these. I don't read speak this language. And so I'd have to like rewind and go back. So part of that is my own failure as a watcher for not paying as much attention as I should have. But I also feel like 
minions would have just gone past me regardless. So enlighten me. Yeah. So the first the first thing that Osamu the the dad says is when they're they're getting croquettes after they did the first shoplifting scene. And he's telling Shoda about a crusher, which is shaped like a hammer. It shatters any glass to bits, which we don't know the context of. He's just like talking about stuff. But then later we find out that he's a car thief, like towards the very end of the movie. And he uses the hammer to smash open the, the car window. Okay, yeah. It's just something that they threw in as the first line for some reason and it doesn't make any sense and it didn't occur to me at all the first time watching it that this is something that comes back later but it's all like the whole movie is really layered like that the first and so many times it's just like a tiny little joke or like something that's a little bit funny mm-hmm. um that winds up being a really huge thing later like when nobuyu goes with grandma to get her pension or no is that nobuyu no that's aki they go with grandma to get her pension and grandma says her password out loud she's like haha 1192 that's the such and such dynasty yeah. um, which is a funny little joke because she's like grandma you know don't say it out loud people yeah. will hear you but then later when she dies that's how they go and they get all the money that's from how her they account. go and they get it i did appreciate that yeah. not mm-hmm. that they were like stealing from the account yeah. but i'm like hey hey yeah we saw how they know that yeah. number yeah the very next scene Osamu is teaching Juri how to unplug and plug something back in in the apartment. Something I totally missed the first time I saw it. But that's when she's going to turn off the metal detector later. Like, she, he, there's this little tiny oh, scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a little tiny mm-hmm. scene where he's training her how to do it in the apartment that's oh. just totally brushed over. Like, no mention. I think it's yeah. not even the focus of the shot. It's, like, oh. in the background. And he's like, oh, Juri, that was so good. You know, you're getting really good at this. But, oh, I thought that, he was teaching her a magic trick or something in the back. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah, yeah I just, I just assumed it was like something. I didn't pay attention to the fact that it was plugging and unplugging the things. Yeah, yeah. it like there's so many little things where you don't you don't even pick up on them, but it all adds up. It all adds up later. Like one of my favorite isn't the right word for this, but when um, Nobuyo is in the tub and she's with Jury, and Jury asks like, "What happened to your arm there?" And Nobuyo's like, oh, I got burned by a hot iron. And Juri says, me too. And we know, like, Juri's been abused at her house. And so immediately our focus shifts onto how sad it is that somebody burned Juri with an iron. And we figure, like, Nobuyo's scar is because she works at a laundry place. But later, we learn that she was in an abusive relationship too, which might be the cause of the scar. And that's why they wound up, spoiler alert, Really, this whole episode, I'm not going to say this again, (laughs) but this movie is so good and you should really watch it before listening to this episode. But in case you want to continue, spoiler alert, uh, Nobuyo and Asaru killed somebody. (laughs) Yeah, That was my favorite line drop because earlier Aki is like, what connects you? Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah. then, and then, on list too. Uh, she kind of dodges the question a little bit, and Aki jokes like money or something like that. Um, but then later, the police officer uses those words, and that's yeah. what connects them, which is a really good line because the police officer has no connection right. to what happened earlier, but would use the same language to like jog the memory of the viewer. It's just, it's a re- it's really good exposition. Yeah, and also yeah, when they were like can't believe we're doing this again about burying the body i was like again yeah i thought another relative what do you mean? had died i assumed <laughs> yeah that it was just another relative and because they were short on cash it was they needed the same situation yeah. as this 
maybe that was what happened to the grandfather figure who we never saw so like it was possible but i just assumed but yeah the first moment they were like oh i can't believe we have to do this again but then they were like but it's different circumstances and i was like mm-hmm. <laughs> question yeah this is way different because we didn't kill her this time yeah it's the chief difference yeah um yeah there were a couple other little things but maybe we'll get to those later but anyways yeah the the movie is just so well put together and there's so many little things that all add up and i'm sure there are even things that i missed like even in my second time through that little little tiny things that wind up being great big payoffs later even when osamu and showed her fishing at the end like they still got those fishing poles mm-hmm. that they stole like months earlier yeah i don't know i was really struck by just like how much heart the movie has and how much this found family really cares for each other and supports one another and they're always teasing each other and like you know it's about it's a movie about love and what it means to be a family even if it's not like a blood family and it's just like a bunch of people that are all kind of thrown together through circumstances and it's also like really i love the moral grayness of the film too like the police come in at the end are like you shouldn't steal children (laughs) (laughs) you shouldn't kidnap and it's like yeah you shouldn't steal kids but at the same time you're like okay but maybe in this case (laughs) it's okay that they stole jury there are asterisks there are asterisks with jury she also has asterisks yeah and like Shoto was just like living by himself in a car or something Yeah. yeah and like you can really tell in I could I, I felt like I could tell in every scene when Osamu is with Shoto like he really loves that kid so much and you know he's just such a fantastic character Osamu is and like they all are they're all really good characters but like this petty thief slash construction worker who can like you can tell once more than anything to be a good dad but all he knows how to teach is shoplifting to his son who isn't even his son is a kid he stole who, from a who car who won't call him dad either who won't call him dad until like the very end yeah. when he's probably never gonna see him again he was my like, least favorite character Osamu yeah that's, huh. the, that's the dad right yeah. yeah no I didn't like him if he cares so much for this kid, why was he going to leave him at the hospital? I was confused about that. Because I assumed that when they were running, it was genuinely, we're going to get the kid somewhere safe, and then we're yeah. going to come back for Shoda. But then Shoda asks later, mm-hmm. were you going to leave me? And he just yeah. says, yeah, without any, like, but we were coming back. Yeah. Right. And I couldn't tell if he just didn't say it because that sounds so pathetic. But I feel like a line of dialogue would have addressed that. I couldn't tell if he was actually going to leave the kid or if he was just... Maybe admitting that to make it easier for Shoda to leave him because Shoda probably has a better future. Yeah, yeah I, I think with the facility, I don't felt, know. There it was felt a lot to me out. like the latter, like okay. he, because he also says like, you know, I'm not your dad anymore. Like in that same bit of dialogue when they're they're going to bed, and I don't know, it, that a whole thing felt really hard for both of them. Like it felt hard for both of them, but I think I I. Obviously, I could be interpreting it incorrectly, but I didn't think of it as him realizing, like, the best thing for this kid is if I'm not part of his life so he can grow up and have a better future, etc. I think it was 
more like, yeah, I want to be a dad, except when push came to shove, he was going to leave the kid behind. And yeah, when the police first said it, I was like, okay, but were they actually, or are they trying to like get this kid to talk? And then when he asked him, I think that was his moment of honesty of being like, yeah, I was. And when he's like, I'm not your dad anymore. It was the realization of like, this kid will do better if I'm not in his life, but also sort of like, yeah, a dad would not have left the kid behind and that's what I did and or was going to do and I was very displeased with him I think that's also a valid interpretation is the thing like I couldn't tell which one the movie wanted me to yeah well Nobuyo has that line when Shota runs away and they're waiting for Shota to come back after they shoplift the jury and, Mm -hmm. and Shota's like you know I hate it here now. <laughs> um, I liked it when it was just us. Yeah, there, she was talking about um, about jury, I think, but she says something like, normally when you grow up with parents who don't care about you, you wind up like us. It's hard to care about other people. And I think that, like, as much as... That's part of the reason I like Osama so much, because, like, he's such a complicated character, as in the moment while he's got... Shota and he can be the father figure and like sort of hang out with him and have fun with him and like teach him shoplifting and you know build a snowman or whatever like you know when he's with him it's really easy to be caring and stuff but in the end he's always he is kind of thinking of himself like he's a thief and things have suddenly gone very wrong (laughs) now that Shota's broken his leg and is in the hospital and the police are coming after them um, now that things are suddenly wrong, like as soon as as soon as grandma dies, he's like, "There was no grandma. <laughs> Let's not talk about grandma. There were only five of us here." Like as soon as things start looking grim, it's always about self preservation, and I think that too could have been part of that that scene at the when they are gonna like just book it without the kid. But they were gonna bring everyone else. Not the kid. Well, could have swung by the hospital well, or had one of them be like... They tried. Yeah, but they could have tried again. <laughs> after being arrested. Yeah. No, not after being arrested. They sneak away and then they go back and I don't think they were going to go back. And I, ju- I was not happy because it seemed like the, the mother figure whose name I do not remember. Nobuyo? Yes. I do like that at the end she tells Shoda where they found him and was like you can go back and you can try and do all this if you want and she seems I guess you know at that point she also doesn't have much else to lose because she's in jail for five years they said so nothing really to lose by saying all this now but she seemed to be the one who cared the most and like for example would not have run away even though she was in the group of people who was also going to leave him behind I don't know I appreciated how much she cared. But everything was just a big old bummer at the end. And I was like, you're not his real dad and you're being mean and this kid deserves better and that little girl doesn't deserve to be with a family who abuses her. And this teen apparently found out that the grandma only liked her because they were giving her money because she was gone. And I was mad at everyone. That's why... Except for the kids. Like, I'm not... I mean, I agree it's a found family film, but I'm not sure it's, like, the feel-good found family film. No. Because it feels like 
sad. It feels like everybody turned on each other at the end, not necessarily in a literal sense, but it feels like the point of the movie was their bond wasn't as strong as you think it was. <laughs> but I also can't tell if that's the actual message because like Osamu and Shoda had that cute little scene together. I'm not sure if I believe that Grandma only liked Aki because she happened to be getting money, but I also don't fully understand why she was getting money. So she was getting money. This is something that I totally, I didn't understand the first time either. But um, her husband left her for another woman who is the mother of the parents of Aki. Okay. And so she... She, she's running a scam basically yeah. like she's showing up to be like oh I loved your you know your patriarch figure so much mm-hmm. like you know he still meant a lot to me and they have the line about where the where Aki's dad is like yeah it's really a shame about what happened with my mother which is like that he stole your husband or right. whatever <laughs> um, but she is milking them for money basically just because she can and because they're letting her so i got the impression that she was it seemed connected to aki though like i thought it was just she showed up and they felt bad so they gave her money yeah but then it seemed i think that's part of it too is like they when they say like oh aki's in Australia. australia like that was a lie yeah and they they're giving her money to take care of aki because they know that she's living with grandma. Okay. But if they know that she's living with her, is it just like they're not even going to say it because they prefer to pretend that she's in Australia? Like, if everyone there knows that Aki is not in Australia, what's the point of being like, ah, she's in Australia and she's having fun? Here, take some money for taking care of her. It seems... I don't know. I'm not, I'm not like, 100% on any of this, but it felt like everybody sort of knew what was happening but nobody wanted to say it because fair i don't know well it it seems like they i I couldn't tell the parents relationship to aki like how they felt about her that was part of why i couldn't get a read on the situation either because i couldn't tell if they didn't care that she was gone slash preferred that she was gone or if they were just too embarrassed and were trying to keep it like a family secret of some kind, yeah, which is why I nobody gave voice to it. And she was overage, right? But barely. She was like 18, 19? Aki? Or was she older than that? I have no idea. I, I don't think it's mentioned. Okay. I got the impression she was like just barely legal. Like a legal adult. Yeah. So she I could remember. be on her own, but also couldn't. Like, like it seemed like if she was like a high schooler, they would be like, we need to find our child and mm-hmm. bring her home it because felt like she's she was not maybe an adult college age yeah something like that yeah i don't know it just it was a lot of situations like that that kept me from fully loving the movie where i was just like i can't get a beat but i'm sure if i watched it more and more and like unfolded yeah. more layers because it is yeah. very well put together i would like it more as time went on and as yeah. i could piece it together it was it something together. that i'm still not 100% on it but i feel a little bit more like 80-85% on okay. that relationship just because it is like really complicated mm-hmm. and it's a lot to work through especially when you're just like sitting down to watch it like one time through it's like oh I I don't know there's money involved <laughs> like, <laughs> you know yeah. there's there's Sayaka who's her stage name not stage name her 
her work name. Yeah. There's there's the other daughter. Yeah. Yeah, that was a lot. And then like another thing that keeps me from one like the biggest argument I have for they all did love each other if things just fell apart and they needed to fall apart is that they all loved Jury so much. Yeah. Like taking like taking Jury was like a really good slash heartfelt thing to do even though it's technically kidnapping. And I really <laughs> hated that the end of the movie is Jury just like on the porch being sad. I don't know. Looking I out, just waiting for someone to yeah, come. Yeah, I hate. I I don't know. The very last scene, she like perks up like she's seen somebody she recognizes, and I hope it's Osamu. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think she perked up like or she no. saw someone. I think she looked out to see if anyone was coming. Yeah, she yeah. looked. Sad. I don't think she perked up. And her mom's already mean, and like I'll buy you clothes, and it's like, oh no, you can't. She has a weird relationship with clothes now. Right. Like it's it's just really sad. But they were all so horrified by the fact that she was like mistreated and she fits into their family really quickly and really well and yeah. Osamu really pushes the like call her your little sister thing. Yeah. And Shoda even goes through the really typical my parents had a new baby phase. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like they're teaching her how to do stuff. And so and the other thing that I'm iffy on is is it seemed like Jury had gotten away with stealing the chips. So I'm not sure why Shoda grabbed the bag of oranges and then ran. I think it was that she grabbed it, but there was like a store employee right there or something. And I think he worried that she was gonna get caught. Plus, I think he remembered what the other shopkeeper said when he was like don't make your sister do it yeah and i think that was maybe shoda's own sort of like coming of age like i don't want her to have to do this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'd rather get caught so he just started knocking everything over also i was very concerned that he died when he jumped from that also when the oranges yeah you see the oranges rolling and i was like kids like 10 just leaped off the bridge and then they're like he broke his foot and i'm like thank God, yeah. that that's all that happened because yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that would have been even more of a bummer. That kid yeah. was probably my favorite in the whole movie. Sure, I liked sure. him. Yeah. Because yeah. he seemed like he was coming, he was like grappling with the whole this is how we live our life, but we're stealing from people. Is this good? Is this bad? And I think, yeah, he's already dealing with that. And then the shopkeeper said, like, don't make your sister do it. And he realized, like, oh, People know I'm doing this. I'm not even being, like, as sneaky as I thought I was. So I did, like, his struggle throughout the movie of how to grapple with that. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It is a really, like, that's another thing the movie does so well is, like, the escalation of the shoplifting. Like, the first scene is really cool. Like It is cool. Yeah. Shona and Osamu have their own, like, little, like, hand gestures and, like, you know, (laughs) <laughs> all David the listeners can see that just, did, a, just did, a, did some hand gestures but uh yeah so the opening scene was like bonding with dad and then he's like oh I forgot the shampoo so later he goes with Yuri and he's like you know he gets it and he like kind of proudly like shows that he's got the shampoo and he's got some noodles or whatever um and then later like as Yuri sort of gets brought into the fold like they're stealing the fishing rods and she's working the door 
And then the next one is when um, the shopkeeper says, you know, don't make your sister do it as jury kind of steals the little candy. But yeah. like, you know, um, and then the last one is is stealing the oranges, which he he does. So like jury won't get caught. But also, I think he does sort of want to get caught because by that point, shoplifting isn't really a thing he believes in anymore. Mm -hmm. They've gone back to the the shop that's um they have to sign up this as in mourning or whatever yeah. he's now worried that like he's put them out of business with his shop lifting yeah. and, and there was a story with the fish throughout where they were like stealing yeah. or taking something from the big fish and he's like but that's not fair and then yeah, yeah. the dad and quote unquote was like sweet. but it's it's fine you can do whatever yeah. and, and yeah uh, so i like that he was yeah and they've gone and they've stolen from the car at that point too where yeah. you know before it was kind of like this oh, well, nothing in the shop actually belongs to anyone, so that's okay. You yeah. can take that. Nobody owns it yet. And then stealing the the fancy purse from the car with the hammer, just, like, smashing mm -hmm. it and taking it, like, that's a step too far, and he yeah. doesn't want anything to do with that. So I think his own moral code is sort of coming into shape. I guess I didn't, I didn't quite follow that, but I did catch that he, in the scene with Osamu, he admits that he got caught on purpose. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't tell if he just hadn't, if he just had enough and was like, I need to get caught to feel better about myself, or if he meant, I broke my leg on purpose so they wouldn't go after Yuri or whatever. Yeah. I, it could have been either. I think it goes either way. Either way. Yeah. I think he it goes both purpose. ways. It's, it's, either it was a both. lot. It was a lot. Poor Shoda. He just, he had a crisis and then he broke yeah. his leg. I hope that kid does good things. Like I said, he was my favorite character and I liked yeah. him. And I hope he reunites with his younger sister later. Yeah. And they, they get to, you know, get to be siblings. Get to, you know. Get to actually <laughs> have some sort of a happy ending in this movie that was Do sadness. The kids to be the happiest. I, yeah. I guess I'm glad Aki went home at the end. Yeah. Sort of. I, I mean, oh, it doesn't. Home. I feel like I, is that what happened? Yeah, because the last shot of her is her like knocking on the door or going in to the house without knocking. Hmm. I can't remember. But I also don't know under what circumstances she left the first time. So I was yeah. like, I, I can't. Like, are you being a rebellious teen slash young adult, or were there problems living here, or did you not live here anyway? And you just haven't visited and like I, I don't know I couldn't I couldn't read it so I couldn't tell whether to be happy or sad that Aki went back but my feel my gut feeling says sad because virtually everything else was sad <laughs> even if it wasn't sad like even if her relationship with them is fine I think it was still sad because now she believes whether it was true or not that the grandmother only cared about her for the money that yeah. she was bringing in right. and she was already I think you know at that young adult late teen whatever age where you're just like got a lot of questions about the world and everything yeah. and I think she was going yeah. through some stuff. I like that they didn't make her shoplift for the family. Like they'd make things about like, you know, you make money you can help us out. And like, no, no, no. Let her do her thing. I like that. Yeah, let they her sort of let her yeah. have her own life separate from this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which is nice. But then I'm also like, poor Shoda. I know you're doing this also because he's a kid so he's easy to like teach these things and then people are less likely to be as suspicious or as angry at the child. Yeah. But I'm like, Shona doesn't get to just live his own life. I was really surprised that they sent two people to go chase down the kid with the bag of oranges. Right? They went I, so far. I feel like, yeah. I feel 
feel like I he would had knocked just a bunch of stuff over first. I think if he had just taken the oranges, they would have been like, "Ah, you pesky rapscallion, you get back here!" And then he'd run away, and they'd be like, "Ah, we'll get him next time." I think it's because he made the whole show of knocking a bunch of things over that they're like, "Oh, now you've you've." disobeyed us <laughs> and the, and the, the strict the, the strict the, no running no eating things now we're gonna like, have to remake the gonna, whole display gonna have to do all this it's the principle of the matter yeah. I thought they just wanted the oranges back yeah but it no it's like... the principle of the matter that shot is really is. good though when he jumps and then you see the oranges rolling that back. shot is excellent yeah, yeah. It stressed me out yeah yeah it's very it stressful is. Yeah, it is really stressful. Especially because don't you? It, there's like a street down there, isn't there? And we had seen cars, and I was like, "You're gonna get run over if you're not already dead." We don't know. Yeah. I didn't like not knowing. Well, you found out soon enough. Not soon enough. Yeah. You should have been like, "I'm okay." <laughs> and I'd be like, "Hey, Shoda, I was worried." Ow. It could be the guy on Spongebob. My leg! That's not what the guy sounds like. It was not a good impression. I wasn't trying to do a good impression. I was just saying the words with a different voice than my usual one. I think you're just covering for a really bad impression. I can do good impressions when I want to do good impressions. So you never want to do good impressions. Do a good impression. No. I messed my game. What's your best impression? I... I think I mentioned this before. I used to do a very good Sybil from the movie Sybil, one of her split personalities. I don't know who that is. You didn't watch that in school? No. Oh. Did you take psychology? Isn't no. Isn't doing a Sybil impression like just one of seven to ten voices? No, it's not voices. It's like the whole man. Yeah. 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 Okay, so doing one because it's one of several <laughs> is now like a subset of doing one. It counts less. I'm not going to do it now. I haven't seen that movie in like 10 years. But at the time, I could do a good impression. Great. Now all you listeners know. Well, they think. Well, they know. Because you haven't proved it. I don't lie. I'm Beth. I'm the best of us, so. We have covered this so many times. And you keep getting it wrong, <laughs> so I have to keep bringing it up. I'm also Grandmere. <laughs> okay, well, Grandmere would and has lied, so I think that's, I think that's um, a point in my favor. Movie Clarice would not do that. Book Clarice would do it without hesitation. But we're talking about the movie, and she wouldn't. I mean, she didn't tell her granddaughter that she was a princess for 15 years. It's because they wanted her to have a normal life. Mm. And then her dad died, so she was going through something. God. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, as I, as I hear more about how the movie was, like, well put together, I'd maybe give it, like, a six and a half. It still isn't my jam, but I can respect when it's well done. Oh, yeah, it's up there And has me. good aspects, and I do think that... If not, I don't think I would necessarily like it more rewatching, but I do think I would appreciate it more because I would catch maybe the things that you mentioned where like they teach her how to plug and unplug things and then it comes back later. Or the repeated line, I hadn't caught that about the uh, what's your connection or something. Yeah. What connects you. So I think 
my appreciation, but not like of it, <laughs> would increase. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd give it, like, objectively, like, an 8 or a 9, I think. Objectively, it deserves a higher number than what I'm giving it, it's, but I'm it's not being like objective. It's, so. like, a really excellent movie. For, like, me personally to rewatch, it's a 7, but a set, like, an open 7. Like a seven to find an open seven, <laughs> like a seven where the top is open because it could be an eight or a nine at like any a, time. Like a sunflower. Like it's like a, it's like a sunflower seven. But if it could be, if it's open to being an eight or a nine, isn't it therefore open to being like a six or a five? No, because the opening's at the top and not at the bottom. These numbers are in a row. They're not going up. In my brain, they're up and down. <laughs> no. Yes. This is not how the numbers <laughs> open work. Seven slash sunflower seven doesn't work if they're next to each other. It only works if they're stacked. So they're stacked. So it's stacked with the highest number at the top. Yes. Tens up here and then goes all the way down to zero. They only do that on things on your phone when you have to scroll for your birth year. Well, maybe my brain is like a website when you have to scroll for your birth year. <laughs> That's People dumb. can think differently, Kristen. God. They can. You just spin through the roulette wheel. Should. Or you can just have it in a nice neat row. <laughs> it's an open seven. An open seven. So if I, so it, over time, over time, it's going to climb the little ladder through the skylight and it's going to be an eight or a nine, probably, maybe. Probably I will maybe. definitely be thinking, of, I'm still thinking about the movie. So yeah. I will definitely be thinking about it. And if I'm ever in the mood... To be like, wow, I could really go for a human experience and to feel bummer afterwards. <laughs> then I would watch Shoplifters. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That's yeah. what they're gonna put on the movie poster. <laughs> what a human. If I'm in the mood for a human experience with a big bummer after whatever you said. Yeah. And they'll put open seven, <laughs> open seven, <laughs> and people will be like. What? Newbig, it's on a scale of 1 to 10, so it's fine. <laughs> They'll say that doesn't help the open. It's like a sunflower. <laughs> yeah. And then no one's going to see the movie. Well, they are, because they're going to be like, wow, what makes a movie an open seven? I have to find out. Or they'll be like, bad marketing. <laughs> <laughs> Who's ever in charge of this? Fire them. So yes, no, I can recognize that the movie objectively is, like, a good movie, and I can see why it won all these awards because of movie things, but if you're Kristen, it's like a six and a half <laughs> at the highest. Okay. So about a Titanic? Oh, Titanic is much better than this movie. <laughs> uh, Titanic is, like, double the length, and I'll still watch it, like... 10 times. Okay, so yeah, but Titanic is also a huge again. bummer, is it not? Well, I mean, yes, objectively. <laughs> but I don't I mean, discover that the they don't discover that the found family doesn't actually love them enough to go back for them, and the girl doesn't go back to the family that's abusing her, and all these other. Jack and Rose still know that they love each other. It's just that, unfortunately, Jack has died, <laughs> <laughs> and so they cannot be together. But the love is still there. The fact that there's a big catastrophe in Titanic (laughs) 
offsets the tragedy somehow, even though it makes it way worse for way more people. It's like Titanic. Yeah, the boat sinks and it's sad and like a lot of lives were lost and or ruined. But when you're watching Shoplifters, you're like, this little girl's being abused and she has and she has a bad relationship with clothes and she could have stayed with her family, but all of these weird circumstantial things happened and oh my god, they're murderers. Like, it's a, it's a whole different experience that leaves me feeling like like, with Titanic, I'm crying, and I'm, like, the hubris of man. And with, with the shotlifters, I'm crying, and I'm, like, the world is a bad place. Does love exist? So, like... Also, so they... It's a lot. Okay, so my, that was my dumb question, I guess, is that they she actually was in a relationship with someone who was abusive that wasn't, like, their cover-up story, and that's not me being rude and being, like, people are lying about being abused. That's just, like... The police are questioning them, and they've they've kidnapped a child and done all these things. So I didn't know yeah, if I they think... were going to be like, ah, well, he was abusive, and that's why the murder happened. Instead of like, we wanted his house or his money, or even they wanted something small, and then accidents happened and it spiraled out of control. But like, he was actually a not good guy. I think so. Okay. I think that. In which was... case, you know what? It's fine. I mean, I was, I was like, yeah. Play some goodbye, cool. Earl, as you, like, cover up the body. It's fine. Good times. Yeah, the movie didn't... I, I just took it at face value at that point. The movie wasn't yeah. giving me any, like, coding that suggested they were being right. cagey about it, but... Yeah, and maybe that's... I don't know. Well, now maybe the, we the iron thing since it comes sense. from yeah, Yeah, since it comes from, like, the police. And maybe we shouldn't just be like, well, if the police said it. If the police said it. <laughs> Well, that was my thing. When the police were like, they were going to leave you, kid. I was like, okay, but are you just trying to mess with this kid? And then they they were. And I'm like, ah, darn it. I didn't want to trust the police. But here we are. Yeah. Maybe the police there are more trustworthy than the police here, though, though. I don't know. I said though twice. (laughs) 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 No clue why. Yeah. Who is... Did you you said Shoto was your favorite character. Hallie, did you have a favorite character? Um I think I liked Lynn slash Jury slash Yuri. Yeah. She's got like three different names yeah. through the whole thing. She just I don't know, she's sad and she's, she's sweet. Sweet and she is so quiet, but you know the wheels are turning and like she just kinda goes along with things that are happening because it feels like she doesn't know what else to do, but it's clear that she's happy with them. Mm-hmm. Happier, at the very yeah. least, than she was at home, and she doesn't really care that she's been taken from what was her home. And it's just like, her story's really sad. Yeah. But there are also, like, so many great scenes with her, like when she gets her hair cut. I love when she gets her hair yeah. cut. and Aki's like, like, I don't know... I know like two words in Japanese and they both showed up in this movie <laughs> is like when she's like, oh, look, kawaii, you look so cute. Kawaii. And um, also taco means octopus. <laughs> You're going to say konnichiwa because <laughs> they were doing like konnichiwa in yeah. front of the mirror, which was yeah. like really cute. Yeah. I, I did really like, I think that was the moment that I was like, oh, it's a cute little found family when she yeah. had her hair cut yeah. and all of them because I feel like it could have been a good moment for them to be like, yes, this is good. This will help disguise her better because, you know, different hair or something. But they all did the very genuine, like, your hair looks so cute. You look yeah, so cute. Yeah, they were like, 
it, it just felt very like, oh, my aunties are here, and they cut my hair, and they're... Yeah. And the, the, the... What is her name? Nibuil? No. The, the Aki. And she was like, do you like it? And then you know the girl nods, and she's like, yeah, I like it too. Looks cute. And it was just a good bonding moment. Yeah. yeah. And I appreciated it. And then they rip it out from under you, so... <laughs> Yeah, I also really loved the scene where Nobuyo is hugging Jury as they're setting yes. Jury's clothes on fire. Like, not, not while she's wearing them, in case you haven't seen the movie. They, the clothes that she was wearing when they... Uh, Abducted her. Yeah. When when they took her for a walk. When they were bringing her inside from the cold yep. to yeah. give her a meal. To give her three croquettes. They only they bought five. Yeah, right. <laughs> they gave her three of the croquettes and they were like eating one on the way back. So I was yeah. like, did they go back for more croquettes? I really yeah. wanted croquettes after I did that. too. What is The it, food croquettes? looks so good. It's like a little, um, sometimes they're filled with things, but they're like little like fried potato businesses. Potato? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I couldn't potato. tell if it was a pastry or a piece of chicken. Neither. Potato and sometimes they have meat potato. inside. Yeah, sometimes them. they'll they'll stuff them with stuff. Yeah, with stuff. Stuff them with stuff. Stuff them with stuff. stuff. Yeah, I want that. I want potato. God, stuffed with stuff. Stuffed with stuff. Yeah, a hot pot full of noodles. Yeah, I could yeah. really go for some noodles, even if it was mostly Chinese cabbage. I like Chinese cabbage, cabbage is good. Yeah, yeah. great uh, for the digestive system. Yeah, which is exactly what like a ten year old wants to hear when he's complaining about. It all being cabbage. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, all the food looked really great. Yeah, I don't know. There were... There was... I, I did like the line that had to do with Jiri, so I guess we'll talk about it since we're still talking about her. Um, when Osamu is getting interrogated by the police, and he's his story now is like, oh, it wasn't a kidnapping. She looked like she was starving, so Nobuyo took her home. Because he's also like kind of throwing <laughs> yeah. Nobuyo yeah. under the bus. And the police are like, when was this? And he's like, last February. <laughs> and the police are like, that's what we call a kidnapping. <laughs> yeah. I did like how bad their stories, their story sounded, yeah. which sounds like a bad sentence for me to say, but it was darkly funny. Yeah. Like, last February. Yeah. And it was funny how earlier Nibuyu was like, it looks like we kidnapped her. And he's like, no, it doesn't. And then later, like, and then later they're like, kidnapping. He's like, that's what I told the boy you. <laughs> I was like, you piece of shit. That's why I didn't like him. He's a really good character. No, really he's good. Good. I mean, he's not a good um, person, but he's a good character. And I, I, so was it being implied at the end because Naboyu, 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 Nabuyo? Nabuyo. I, I always switch the U and the O. Nabuyo. Ah. My apologies. Um, was saying, you know, when they said that they sent Jury back to her house. Please say the name again. Nobuyo. Nobuyo. I don't know why I can't remember that. I don't, that's the only name I'm Nabuyo. struggling with. And I feel really bad about it. Nobuyo. Nobuyo. When Nobuyo was saying, like, Jury would not have wanted to go back to her family. Didn't the police say something about, like, no, she said she wanted to go back there. But one of the final scenes that we saw of them as a family was not really as a family it was Nibuyo and Shoda and Shoda was like would you feel fine if like she called you mom and she's like I don't know we'll see is it implied that Jury said that she wanted to like be with her mom and it was meant to be Nibuyo 
and not her actual mom because that's what I was picking up on. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to. I it's hard to say. Didn't think of that, but that makes me more sad. Because why would this child want to go back to her real abusive mother well, when she, she could go back to Jerry, who like gave her the big hug and they bought her clothes and like you're not gonna hit me and she's like we will never hit you. She's also a child though. She's and, also a child, you know, but like children say things they don't mean or I understand. Like, but that's why I can think it it could easily be her saying like no I want to go back to my mom. Meaning meaning life out family. Yeah, mom. and yeah. she is not old enough to grasp the concept of like. This means How, a different person. Of than all you the think asterisks that are there. <laughs> all the asterisks. There's so many asterisks. Yeah. She's too young to comprehend it. And <laughs> so that was my impression. Because yeah. Nabuyo also looked like really torn up about it. And I couldn't tell if that was her just being like, ah, bad situation keeps getting worse. Or if it was like, oh God, she meant me based on the conversation she had had with Shoda or a combination or some other reason. She's being interrogated by the police. Why not cry? I would. Yeah. Um, I think all of those things are probably valid. I, I, I don't know. Why not, David? I don't. You're the I one who told know. us about this movie. You have to know all the answers. I don't have all the answers. Who benefits? <laughs> who benefits, David? <laughs> no one in this movie benefited. From anything Lynn did for a short time. Lynn slash jury did for a short time. I think Shoda's the only one who comes out on top. Yeah. And even then it's it's sad because it's, he like loses his found family, but he has the information if he wants to go find maybe his original family. He's going to like some sort of school and I think he's the one where you see that his his life has a much more clear upward trajectory than yes. the others. And I want that for him. But also it's sad because he lost his found family. But his yes. seems to be the only one that has yeah. an implied, it will get better. Yeah. Maybe Aki. But again, Aki is now dealing with the sadness of the person who she was clearly closest to, the grandma, now believing that the grandma only wanted her for the money. Yeah. Whether or not that was true, doesn't matter at this point. Grandma isn't there to say otherwise. That is a bummer. That is a bummer. I really like did the love the grandma the as a character, though. She was fun. Like, when she's at the casino in that really brief scene where she, like, steals a whole tray full of coins. Yeah. And it's like, shh, shh, to the guy next to her. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, that when they're going shopping for beach outfits, and she's just like... <laughs> Some one of them is like, it's not all gonna fit in your bag. <laughs> They're like, just wear it out. Just wear it out. It's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. She was really good. Yeah, all of, all of the people in the movie are really good as characters, even if as people <laughs> <laughs> they may have some faults and shortcomings. As some do we more all. than others. As do we all. Not me. I'm Beth. I'm out the words I'm Beth in a in, in an insulting way at the same time she said that. That's for the purposes of our listeners. So they No know. one believes you. Everyone believes me. I'm Beth, so I wouldn't lie. Beth, you would. Beth would never be like Nobody believes you to somebody else. Beth would be honest about what's going on. <laughs> Beth doesn't do anything to hurt anybody else. Okay. I know Beth more than you, but I doubt it. 
Is there anything else that we should talk about? I only have, other than this, I only have really vague, open-ended questions like, what makes up a family <laughs> that we don't have to go don't into? <laughs> no. You asked us to get into the Wakandan <laughs> government last time. <laughs> a stressful we... foreign policy. Now you want me to tell you what makes up a family? Can't. We don't have the asterisks for it. <laughs> we don't Unless, have them. Yeah. Anything else? Nope. Well, I'm glad that you enjoyed this slightly more than Holy Motors. It made some iota of sense. So I could follow it. I guess that's true. Holy Motors made no sense. Kept waiting for it to happen. And it kept never happening. Yeah. That would have been in my top five if I didn't think that was cheating to put my own Would movie it have in been <laughs> in your top three or in an honorable mention? Which one would you boot out to make room for Holy Motors? That's a... Uh, it might be an honorable mention. I don't know that it would upset Little Women, Spider-Verse, or Parasite. But it's also a very different movie from all of those. So, it's true. Hard to say. Oh, I did mention last time that this the shoplifters reminded me of a movie we had watched, and that was Parasite. Because, because, I mean, you know, <laughs> it's funny. This movie came out the year this this won the Palme d'Or the year before Parasite did, mm-hmm. and they're both about like lower class families that. Do a little bit of do a little bit of grifting. Just a little bit. A little bit of grifting. Parasite was the first thing I thought of because, again, lower class families doing some slightly morally gray things. But then I was hoping that, like Parasite, it would have some sort of like the other shoe drops, the lady's keeping her husband in the basement or something, and we never got that. Like it was just shoplifting until eventually I worried that Shoda died, and that's Isn't all that it the was. Shoe dropping? That's sort of the shoe dropping. Yeah, but it was all the other one was revealed. like halfway through. This was like the last five minutes. It lasts like, I don't know, 10 or 15, but I had to sit through a lot yeah. of no other shoe dropping. That, that was why I didn't want there. you to... Um, oh yeah, can I read the back? I, I didn't, didn't want read you it. to oh, read yeah. the back. I'll read it for you. Yeah, yeah read it out loud. Um, on the margins of Tokyo, a dysfunctional band of outsiders are united by fierce loyalty, a penchant for petty theft, and playful grifting. When the young son is arrested, secrets are exposed that upend the tenuous below-the-radar existence and test their quietly radical belief that it is love, not blood, that defines a family. But the young son is arrested in like the last 20 yeah, minutes of the movie. movie. That yeah. sounds like that, a completely different act. Yeah, that's not, that's not okay. That's not an okay there's also this. There's also this like dark, there, there are four pictures on the back of the thing, and one of them is this dark shadowy thing of in a police officer holding up his badge. Which is like, I don't even remember that in the movie. I don't remember that, is that shadowy... Just at night, when they're trying to run away, does it cut to the police really quickly? Or is I it just I don't them? remember that scene at all. The only time I remember the badge is when the the police officer is showing it to Shoda, and Shoda's yeah. playing with it. Yeah. And, and he, like, tries to make a tough face. And yeah. it's like, you know, no, I don't I remember... Don't. 
I don't remember that at all. That scene doesn't actually exist. <laughs> it's, just, yeah. it's, it's a lie. But. Would you call it deeply moving, charming, funny, and very affecting? As did Time Out. They're not wrong, but I think my reactions are different from theirs. You don't seem as charmed by it as I had hoped that you would be. No. I was charmed by tiny moments, like when they were hugging Shuri and being like, this is how your mom should hold you or whatever. And when they all liked her haircut and showed us whole, hmm, is stealing bad? Like, moral search for whatever. But I think for me, it felt like the whole movie was sort of made up of those little moments. And I was charmed by like, almost every one of them like I'm just thinking of even like random ones where like the the women are talking at um, Nobuyo's job at the laundry at the laundry service mm-hmm. where um, what was it someone one of them had stolen something and mm-hmm. like brought them sodas as like thanks yeah. for not telling me like that was charming and then they were talking about like the mumps vaccine and they're like Oh, did you get the mumps? Uh-huh. It's like, I don't know. That was charming. Just it like had like playful teasing throughout. Moments. I don't know. Not enough to win me over. I'd say I was charmed. Not extremely charmed, but charmed. Okay. Well, but I might be more charmed on a rewatch, so I don't know. Who can say? This could maybe get up to a seven if I watched it again in a better mood, but. <laughs> Well, I know that you were going into it expecting Holy Motors 2, the motoring. I was, no, I was not expecting. I was I was hoping that you didn't do us as, as bad as you did with Holy Motors. But I was like, who knows what's going to happen? And I'm not allowed to read the back. So... Yeah. So it's an open six for you. But my, I want to clarify that my numbers go from left to right. One on the left, ten on the right. The six is open. The back door is open on the six. Yeah, it implies it's going to a five. No, the back door would imply this because if you're because your numerical order is going straight, so the front door is after yes. the five. I know and the, the back front door, door is really after just the feels six. like it's the whole of the six seven. and it's a little <laughs> hobbit door. <laughs> So the back door just goes to the other side of the numbers, and in that version, the 10 is on the left and the 1 is on the right. You gotta go out the sides, or the Wait, top. But it's, it's, but it's open at the top. The attic. <laughs> mine was open at the top, and you said that was dumb. No! All of mine are in a row! It Mine's open, open at the column. top still, but this way it has freedom to move left to right. Yours, yours is, it's going to be hard to climb up to that seven. Or just it's going to drop dead to a five or six. I skipped six altogether. <laughs> yeah. If I were a comic making person, I would make a comic to show you I guess how I'm this would confused work. confused because there's a little hobbit door in the six. But that, but if there is, that doesn't go anywhere because they because they go left to right. So what do you mean through the six? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is that like the front door to me? Oh God, I have to do other numbers for reference. The 
front door to me is that little six. So if you go out the other side, you're just on the other side. You're not like above. So to me, that's the front. This isn't the front. This isn't the front. This is the front. That's why it's open at the attic. Okay, but so it can jump like a little flea <laughs> to whichever was... number it wants. <laughs> I was clearly framing the front and back doors in the context of needing to go from one number to the next. They don't just exist in this weird ether. They exist to go to other numbers you and they need to in different circumstances. Or you don't move at all. What about the basement? Not after what happened last time. A woman was keeping her husband in there, and then they both died. Oh. David, in case you can't see, this is my drawing. <laughs> that's that's the Hobbit yeah, door tell. right there for the flea. For the flea, the flea makes the decisions. <laughs> Each year, you must make a sacrifice. To get your favorite movie rated slightly higher than a six. The flea leaves attic. <laughs> this hurts so much. <laughs> Shoplifters. Great. <laughs> Tune into Jones Cinema next time. <laughs> oh, that's our mascot. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Well, <laughs> for next episode. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. For next episode, we actually have something special for you. Because we're teaming up with our friends over at the Did You Do Your Homework podcast again. And we're going to do a little bit of a look at media adaptations of video games in the 90s. So, we're going to watch the Super Mario Brothers movie. The Street Fighter movie. And who knows, maybe even we'll revisit the Pokemon movie too. A little bit more Pokemon. So, I've never seen Street Fighter. But I do know that Jean-Claude Van Damme is in it. Good old... JCVD, um, who is like he's the right kind of like cheesy action star for me. And I have I have actually seen the Super Mario Brothers movie, but I was probably like seven years old. I think I think I saw it in the theaters, 
and I don't remember hardly anything about it other than playing like make-believe Mario with my brother afterwards and pretending we were plumbers or whatever. So I do know that both movies have a reputation for being very bad. <laughs> so That's we'll what will make them the most fun. Yeah, so we'll really see what excited. that actually means. Like I do sort of prefer like the old 90s like Arnold Schwarzenegger style kind of goofy relentlessly earnest action movies to like slick sort of takes itself seriously type of action movies that we've watched a couple times on the podcast before so we'll see how I feel about these I'm I don't know I'm definitely looking forward to them I'm looking forward to working with Martha and Pete again I think that'll be really fun if you want to check out our first collaboration with them um, we did Return of the King and Return of the Jedi as a look at um, trilogies and how they end. So that's on our it's on our website. You should check that out too. And um, yeah, if there's nothing else, then so long, Howie. So long, David. <laughs> Goodbye, Kristen. Farewell, David. And good night, listeners. <laughs>